1: Gigantic, December 10th 2023 what's up everybody it's gigantic pop I, I lost count I don't know what number this is I'm Glenn joined by Raj and Matt Morgan tonight we're here to talk to you about a couple things a lot of different stuff what's the latest with CM Punk what's up with Mercedes Monet we're talking about Matt's days as an American gladiator which I always forget about, and then I remember it, and then I'm just tickled, delighted when I think about that, Matt.
2: So did everybody else. I don't feel bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just cool, right? I mean, I don't know. I know the 2008, 2009 seasons don't get the same love that the 90s show does, but I think it's cool. I think it's look. You're you're. That's a that's a much shorter list of people who were American Gladiators than were WWE WWF wrestlers.
2: And that we're undefeated in singles competition. I'm the only one.
1: Yeah, that's huge. That is huge. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Raj, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um,
0: yeah, I've been doing. Have you guys heard of the 75 hard and 75 soft? Where you basically go 75 days. Uh, for hard, you got to go 75 days. Like no drinking, no cheap meals. Uh, workout every day. Drink a gallon of water. 75 okay. soft is a variation of that. Where you could drink you know, socially, but you still got to read 10 pages every day. Uh, you work out six days a week instead of seven. So um, I'm a few weeks into that or a couple of weeks into that. And uh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. what's this reading business part? Uh, <laughs> the diet? It's, it's not just diet. It's all it's it's supposedly to kind of just change your mentality and everything. So, yeah, it's you got to read 10 pages. But the 75 part, it's got to be right. like nonfiction, usually like a self-help kind of kind of book. Whereas with the soft, it's any That's book. I yeah. support so, the hell out of that. Whether you know what I mean, I think that's good for anybody
2: to want to do that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool, and uh, I've had that nitro book for a while. I don't know if you guys have read that before, but uh, yeah. like I got it a while ago, and I've only been reading it on plane, so I haven't finished mm. it. So now I'm finally like making big strides on it, and it's it's an amazing book. So definitely check it out.
1: I don't know, man. This week I learned that if you take uh, vanilla frosting and Jif peanut butter and microwave them both and mix it together, you can make peanut butter fudge in, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. so I, I don't know. My life has just been – it's been a spiral. I'm telling myself January, it's going to be the hard reboot. We're going to do it. We're going to stick yeah. to it. It's going to be good. But I don't know. My wife's out of town, so, like, I'm ordering pizza. It's just its just bad, man. I'm in your defense,
2: yeah. when my wife's not home, it is 10 times easier just to order pizza. And yeah. Throw your yeah. I agree with that. But I got
1: to figure yeah. it out. I'm just a sack of potatoes in like a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt at this point. So I got to, I got to do something. You know? Yeah.
0: Th- this weekend, my wife went to this like, like cookie exchange thing, white elephant <laughs> cookie exchange cookie thing. Exchange. That sounds, they, she made this big chunk, you know, big batch of brownie cookies and, uh, and I that's the one thing I can't help myself with mm. if it's around is like chocolate, you know, uh, chocolate chip cookies. And it's just been like gluttonous the last couple of days. So it's undoing all the workouts I've been <laughs> I've been doing. And same thing. We had pizza last night with my daughters. And, uh, the diet part's been a little rough. Hey, at least you're getting in the gym.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. something. I mean, we have a treadmill and a rowing machine. We don't have a dining room table. We have the treadmill and rowing machine facing the TV, and for a while that was working really well. I think I did like a seven month streak of walking every day. So January is my thing to re- reset it. But I ordered this pizza from Evil Pie in downtown Vegas. It's like an evil can theme. Matt, this pizza came in a box so big that as a teenager you could use this to sled downhill. This this wow. big piece of cardboard that huh. this pie. It's the only size pizza they have. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, I, I eat two slices. I'm like, I might just throw this away because it's good, but I just don't need to finish this.
2: How many slices are there? Are they like they cut in squares, I'm guessing.
1: No, <laughs> no, it's eight giant slices, eight giant triangles in this huge, like it's got to be a 30-inch pizza. It's it's wow. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but when I'm downtown on Fremont Street, I go there and get a slice. It's like a $7 slice, but a slice is a meal. It's it's yeah. pretty nuts, you know? I know you. Yeah, so, uh, but Matt, uh, you had your free day on Thanksgiving. Do you get another one at Christmas where you get to eat what you want?
2: No, Well, so I've tore, it sounds like I'm giving up, but I'm not, I promise, but I've okay. re my rotator cuff. Oh, shit. Uh, this cool. one, and it's like my arm feels like it's hanging on a string and I've been getting rehab on it to make it better. And then I went back to the gym. Finally, me and my wife, she had an injury as well. We went back to the gym, started lifting light again, things were going, feeling good for the week and then putting up the damn Christmas lights and reaching. Sure enough, I reaggravated again. So I'm going to go in for rehab this week. And once I do that, hopefully I can get back on track with the gym again. Um, Cause it's a much easier rationalization to eat like crap. No. Oh man. yeah. Right. You're, you're not in the gym.
1: Well, and and how'd you injure it originally? Just lifting?
2: Oh, over the years from lifting too heavy probably. My joints may me mess up. Wrestling, who knows? But then I really aggravated it doing Home Run Derby one year. Like Oh, a few, yeah. A few years ago I did it. And when I was done, my arm was just limp. And uh, they did an MRI, x-ray, and they said, there's definitely a tear in there. And you should get surgery, but rotator cuff surgery sucks. You only really improve 10% each progressing month usually. Yeah. So I, I don't have time to be in an arm sling and things like that. So I'm going to try to rehab around it. Hopefully it gets better. I get my big ass back in the gym.
1: No, oh man. It's crazy as we get older how much easier it is. I messed up my uh, my rotator cuff last year. Our lockbox from when we bought the house a few years ago was still on the house. I got a pair of bolt cutters and, yeah. like, put all my might on it and tore yeah. That's my when rotator happens. cuff. Yeah. Well,
2: that's what happens. It's not like lifting in the gym. It's not, like, doing something great, like, athletic. It's doing something stupid or yeah. weird. Like reaching for christmas lights above yeah. your head yeah, yeah. something weird like that
0: yeah so i have issues with my right shoulder that just started a couple of years ago before that never had any issues so now sure. i don't do any like shoulder presses or anything above the head
1: anymore good. And doesn't fine. do anything
2: doesn't do anything yeah. good anyway i was told
1: yeah yeah yeah, man. I finally got my sleep figured out. That was the big journey of this year was like, I'm going to figure out sleeping at an incline, getting the right mattress, getting so I could get, but even still, I get seven hours and then I wake up like clockwork and can't fall back asleep.
2: Seven hours is fantastic. You take uh, that. Out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, but you just want to go back to bed, but you But anyhow, so we're we're old oh, people. Right. In case you haven't figured, right, right. this is what your late forties looks like.
0: <laughs> and real quick, and and I'm becoming that that old man with the <laughs> with the computer. So when I was jumping in here, I was running like a minute late. So I accidentally, I think I accidentally clicked that that touch up my appearance thing. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how to undo it. Like, uh, it Raj looks got like I the had glow up. on. Yeah, it looks like I, had I, want, on. The I yeah. want the glow.
2: I want the glow.
0: What do I, <laughs> I have? Don't press? Mean, I'm trying to get rid of it, but when I when I'm going to it, it's saying uh, the the last uh, option it has is very subtle. Oh, there we go. Touch up.
1: Matt. If you click on settings and click on camera, yeah. So click on the the camera button, and then under there's this touch up my appearance underneath mirror my camera. I only turn that to strong. Oh,
0: that's why I don't see it because I scroll
1: down. Yeah,
0: yeah try, try it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I look more.
0: Yeah, so we so at least you guys. So I'm not the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow! I only have one set of bags under my eyes now. Hey, this there is great. you go. You yeah. yeah, look younger. Oh, you both. Bit,
0: yeah, look at us.
2: <laughs> it gets a little. It gets a little bit of the Frankenstein forehead down a little bit. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking it off. I promise. I'm not this vain, folks.
0: My wife is nodding <laughs> her head that I'm lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> And real quick, a big uh, hello to the guys at the chat. Johnny Hex, Justin Toner, Bigfoot, Sneakerhead. Uh, Tornado, Manish, Manish Malou, Malou, Torn- Homework Tornado T5, Homework. It, yeah, what's re- up, everybody? Yeah, we know there's a big football game on, so really appreciate you guys being on. No,
1: tonight. And thank you, everyone, for the support lately, like the numbers on this channel. It's just, uh it's been great. And uh, you guys are supporting those clips that we post throughout the week, recapping the show, uh, some of the highlights. So it's been cool. And, you know, we want to talk about what you guys want us to talk about. We're trying to mix it up and uh, touch on things. So it was funny. I texted both these guys and I was like, hey, we should cover NXT Deadline. And they are like, ah, I don't really watch NXT. <laughs> then the show last night opens with CM Punk. And uh, all of a sudden, everyone's watching Deadline last night.
0: You know? <laughs> I did watch the opening.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Um, man, they're really getting their money out of this deal with CM Punk.
0: Hey, you might as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know um, I think it's smart just because he was a little injury prone during his last AEW run. So I don't think you want to just assume uh, we can wait a year out for certain things with punk. And, you know, I think you, you want to make the most of him while he's he's healthy and can go and, and, you know, who knows it could have been just a string of bad luck and he's not going to get injured again, but I think it's a smart idea. Get the big matches out of the way, get the use and, um, you know, really use them uh, as, as much as you can right now.
2: I did see it, Glenn.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um so I
2: went back and watched it when I heard punk showed up and I watched the girls match. I watched uh, the guys match, Um. watched quite a few. Anyways, something screwed up in that punk appearance. Like where his music hmm. played at the wrong time.
0: Yeah.
2: You can tell at the end will, too. You can always tell when punk's uncomfortable in real life, he makes this weird, uncomfortable smile. Yeah, I know you guys know it and you've seen it before. Like go back and watch it That's when you know for shoot he's a little uncomfortable Or something went awry Um, I mean I'm sure it wasn't big Or major that got messed up But still um, It it was He didn't really finish off what he was supposed to say He was like "Yeah," I felt like he forgot what he was supposed to close with But um,
0: Maybe I'm wrong I thought the same thing with Shawn Michaels. I almost felt like it was unscripted, yes. and so the whole segment felt kind of awkward. It's like Shawn Michaels didn't yes. know how to react to what Punk was saying, and it was just it, – yes. it, I agree. It just felt awkward. And this is coming off of that – I thought Punk did one of the, his best promos uh, he did. in a long time on SmackDown. He definitely so, did. He
2: crushed that SmackDown promo. Um, and, and even this one, I mean, the whole arena was chanting for him. Again, it's NXT, so people can say, oh, that's not that hard. Okay, well, no offense, same thing in aew world. Those fans are trained to chant whatever those wrestlers tell them to chant. Look no <laughs> further than tofu. look no further than tofu with MJF. He got an entire arena to chant that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which is pretty funny. But uh my point though is like um, what was good about that though, they got the visuals for the video package they'll have in the future with him hugging HBK. Um, they got it out of the way about him saying, look, I made up with Hunter. And, you know, you made up with Brad that, that that might not seem like a lot, but they did put that out there. I thought that was good, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, though, if he would have saved that one line from Friday night that did not go over about the. Oh, I don't know if anyone wants a team with someone who runs around backstage randomly punching people in the face. Uh, if he I... would have saved that for Saturday, that would have got a much bigger pop at the NXT show.
2: It, it it would have, but again, we're talking about being the world's again. My favorite saying: being the world's tallest short person. And no offense to NXT audience. Um, but <laughs> again, it's a trained audience that wants to come and chant whatever you tell them to chant. If we we'll make fun of AEW for it, we got to make fun of NXT 2 for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But but any, I wish any of those fans were around back. I think you know, it, to be fair, at TNA we did have a small semblance of those types of fans at the uh, uh, the place Eric Bischoff hated that we did our TV tapings in the soundstage studio.
0: No, universal,
2: right. yeah. And to be fair, when our show was good, I disagree with his comments on like, oh, yeah, you have to like shuffle and funnel fans, uh, random vacationers in there to your show. Not when our show was good, we didn't. We had diehard fans that you see at AEW today or that you see at NXT that want to see good in ring wrestling the AJ Styles, the Joes, the Chris Daniels, Young Bucks when they were younger, um, wh- whoever, Motor City Machine, Machine Guns, uh-huh. Beer money, all like a rest, you know, wrestler purists you know, who they're fans of types of wrestlers. And we had them in there. just not in big numbers, obviously, but we didn't have to go get vacationers for a few years there to get them to come into
0: our arena. We had diehard TNA fans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: one thing thought, about that line yeah. that, that punk said that didn't quite get over. That was the only thing he said where the crowd did not really react. You know, the, the, the punching people backstage line, which, you know, any, if he would have said that in any city with AEW, that would have gotten a huge pop. Now with this crowd, there are a lot of soldiers. Uh, you know, a tribute to the troops. But I also think, like the the average WWE crowd
2: doesn't know about AEW or like yeah, the storylines and, and who's been there and who hasn't.
0: Yeah, they don't care that much about the backstage drama that's not presented on screen. So yeah. no, not know. the dad, not the dad and mom. Remember who the main audience is mainly for the WWE. It's mom,
2: mom, dad. Uh, primarily with their kids, right? That's a big bulk of their paying audience sitting in those arenas. With mm-hmm. that said, that's, what, dad at 30, 40, sometimes maybe even, I don't know, 50, um, mm-hmm. with their kids or grandkids there with them. Um, those were the, uh, what kind of fans would you call those? Casual fans that mm-hmm. uh, just, oh, WWE's in town. They don't care about mm-hmm. who the wrestlers are on it. They're just buying a ticket because it says WWE on it. And then they bring their family to it. That's mainly a lot of who those audience members are.
1: Yeah. Well, and tribute to the troops, especially. This is um yeah, true, 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 true. first time in a long time, if ever, that they had that as a smackdown. They had it just part of the regular weekly programming, not a separate special. Um, what's interesting about that true. is if you read between the lines uh and the comments the new coo made about trimming some redundancies in WWE. I mean, this to me seems like a cost cutting measure. They say, Hey, we yes. do this. Yes yeah, every year, let's just do it as an episode of SmackDown. And the first hour felt like tribute to the troops. It felt like a really fun patriotic house show. But then once that punk promo happened and punk kept popping up like Waldo backstage in every other scene, um, it it really became a regular episode of SmackDown. It did.
0: It definitely did. And and I felt like that because uh, the final SmackDown rating isn't out yet, but the overnights are. And it's looking like it's going to be one of their best numbers in, Mm -hmm. in a while. For SmackDown, yeah.
2: Oh, good. I hope it is. That was a great promo. He
0: definitely yeah. delivered.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Is I think what everybody wanted to see. Um, and they,
0: and they kind of set up like five matches down oh the road. My god, Rollins, yeah. Roman Reigns, LA Knight, Randy Orton,
1: Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. Can,
2: I, can I tell you guys the truth? What I'm really looking forward <laughs> yeah. to eventually, if he doesn't get hurt, yeah. I'm looking forward to when he becomes a heel again. Because I was I went down the rabbit hole of old CM Punk. Straight-edge mm-hmm. society promos when he was with Luke Gallows. And in the, oh my God. Like, yeah. he was so convincing and believable as just yeah. being a jerky, dicky heel. Um, yeah. But then when he did the stuff with Cena, he's, you know, he, he needs to tap back into that. And I hope he does just because I find him more entertaining as that guy and let the fans decide they want to cheer or boo him. But if it comes at it from a heel's perspective, I, I do feel it will take some of the pressure off that seems to be on him. Where oh so and so didn't pop for him as loud as they did the other week? Like we said, we said I said it from the very opening night that he, 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 he uh, redebuted for them. That guys, that's the best it's going to get as far as a pop goes. It's his hometown. He hasn't been there for ten years. Like of course, and I gotta see the haters like for the punk haters the next week saying, oh, wasn't as big of a pop as he was getting you know that week before, huh? <laughs> Nobody cares about him anymore. One pop, one like stupid stuff. And yeah, it was, of course it was always gonna go down compared to that yeah. first night. But I do want to see him as a heel. I do want to see
0: him as a heel eventually. And especially because it, it's so babyface heavy right now. You got Orton Isn't and that crazy? Cody and, and yeah, it's not bizarre. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> because on the heel side, really, as far as main event heels go, you got Roman, of course, who's you know far right. beyond, you got Brock who can do either, and uh and that's and, and Drew. That's kind of about it. You know, Damien's not quite there yet. He's um, not there yet. Yeah. He's yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of that's it right now.
1: Well, Dominic Mysterio, the biggest heel in the entire business. But is he's not right? a
0: pay-per-view main eventer yet.
2: Is mm. he somebody that? Like, okay, he is the biggest heel of the business. We got to give <laughs> he him his, his props. He gets, he gets the most heat. He gets the most heat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nobody's
1: putting. On, nobody's paying money to see him get his butt kicked. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Logan Paul though I think could very well be in that position. I um, that. you know, I mean, it's 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 a promising time though right now, and I think um, yeah. NXT adds some more X factor to that. I mean, last night looking at Braun Breaker, like that dude. If that dude's not in the Rumble this year, I mean, it's it's already you know he's already a six-year senior. You, like this is overdue, you know.
2: Do you, But let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you, do, I still don't think he's got the promo.
1: No, but. <sighs>
2: I still think he's missing it. I don't think he's bad. I just don't think for what he's being projected to be. It, it, but then to be fair, Brock didn't talk. Brock was a terrible talker in the beginning.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, that's the. To be fair, that's why they gave him Paul. If yeah. they could do that for him and actually keep somebody with him instead of like what mm-hmm. they do with Bobby, they get Bobby like a random manager one week and then like four weeks later they were gone. Like they got it. I don't know why they hate managers so much. Yeah, yeah. I think it would really be helpful to Braun. Like, he could talk. I'm just saying, don't let him carry the promo.
1: Yeah, um, but on the other end, though, of the charisma spectrum, Carmelo Hayes,
0: oh, I God. think, yes.
1: so ready, so did ready.
0: You, did you he see the strong. announcement tonight that he's going to be the that's, one, the NXT wrestler that's in the U.S. title tournament?
1: That makes sense, because he was backstage the night they announced that. So,
0: I hope yeah. they do something with him, because
2: I don't, I don't want to see him be pulled up and put in something which he's going to job out or lose. I think he is a yeah. star. I
1: really
0: do. Same
2: same with trick Williams. I think he's a star waiting to happen too.
1: I was, I think think with
0: triple H in charge, I I definitely think I could see Carmelo getting the push he deserves. I think if it was Vince in charge, I could definitely see trick Williams getting that push, but not so much. Carmelo Hayes because Carmelo's shorter than him, right? Yeah. Because of the size issue, but triple H, I don't think it matters as much
1: in that, in that men's iron survivor match. They got me hook, line and sinker with trick Williams going zero the entire time. Then doing that massive comeback to get four pins before i thought it was almost
2: unbelievable i thought watching it was almost unbelievable i was angry this is not happening there's no way (laughs) oh my god it just happened
1: (laughs) yeah and uh in the women's iron survivor blair davenport got the best gift when they said you know after nikita lyon Sol, ruka wendy chu all got taken out in the parking lot making blair davenport the attacker on this nxt parking lot legacy but i mean i think I, I think with Nikita Lyons back, this is going to spin off into Nikita versus Blair.
2: Just so you know, I watched that hoping to see this Nikita Lyons you've been telling me so much. Yeah,
1: about.
2: she's great. But she's great. Who do you think? Who do you think stood out like a star to me watching that girl's match the most? Last Legend. No, really. Who was your favorite? Stratton. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. good. By far and away, to yeah. me, her move, everything, just the moves, like that cartwheel. Yeah. Into What? I don't even know what the hell to call. Oh, into the Alabama slam.
1: Yeah. She's good. She's really good as champion though. So her problem as champion was the promo. Her character is great. And then they toned it down when they made her champion. When she originally debuted, everything was daddy, this daddy, that, you know, And but then they were like, well, we don't have someone to play your father. We don't always said to. on, on the other podcast, we were saying who's, who's saying daddy's her father. Um, but, uh,
2: and you don't they, have to. Yeah. Jim, Jim Cornette famously had a very rich mom. Yeah. you constantly get money for that from over the years. Nobody ever said, hey, where's his mom?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but they toned it down. I really like Tiffany Stratton a lot. I think she's going to get called up sooner rather than later. And I'll tell you, actually, the best thing for her going to the main roster right now is that Carmella is out on family leave.
2: All right, let me ask you a question. So the, yeah. who was what's the name of the young lady that wrestled against? God, I'm getting old. us young lady. What's the name of the girl that wrestled against um, Rhea Ripley at the last pay-per-view?
1: that um oh, God. Monday Night uh, Raw. she's on Monday Night Raw yeah Raquel with- Rodriguez
2: no she was with, she was with uh Trish Stratus for a minute as, like, oh her-
1: um Zoe Stark yeah that's right it was Zoe Stark so Zoe
2: Stark's getting a lot she's good she's got a great great yeah. look she's good in the ring pretty good believable promo when she talks right she mm-hmm. looks like kick someone's ass in a fight which is good yeah I think Tiffany Stratton should be in that spot quite frankly
1: it's interesting. I think if they had didn't have plans to make her champion, I think she would have gotten the call up before Zoe did. Zoe never had a massive run in NXT. It was, I mean, I think she's talented, but it was yeah. confusing that of of all the talents and that NXT women's division. If you're not watching NXT, they regularly pull out four or five women up to the main roster at a time, and it always comes back to be super strong within a matter of months. Like it's insane the depth of talent there. But so Zoe Stark wouldn't have been my number one pick.
0: I think Tiffany Stratton, um, she's still a little green. She's going to be a huge yeah. star one day. I think, you know, I think I could see her being, you know, women's champion easy. Um, and I, I and I feel like every month I see that, tr- you know, progression every, every yeah. month I see her and, uh, I, she's going to be big one day. I can see Cora Jade also as well. You, you know, That's they're, a they're, promo too. Cora Jade's a good promo. Yeah. Cora Jade, a bronze and obvious one, trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, there's a lot of potential future stars that, yes. that are right at, the, you know, just scratching at the surface. Braun should be there already. I think Carmelo as well. And yeah. it looks like that's happening. So um, it's a, it's
1: an exciting time. Lexus King match was was fun against Carmelo. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. to see with Lexus King how, I mean, taking an L on his first PLE. Yeah. Um, but his character's already evolved. Like, if you if you watch NXT now, so Matt, when he debuted, it was the big, oh, I'm not Brian Pillman Jr. I'm not doing this for my father. I'm not in his shadow. Yeah. But now he's like this skeevy guy backstage that all the women are sort of, like, not interested in. Like, they're yeah. playing him like this comedic douchebag. Um, and it's good, but it's just not what anyone would have predicted this character was going to be six weeks yep. ago. You know? So we'll see. Uh, we got some Super Chats. Peter Bahi. $5 saying, hi guys, congrats on the ratings war win. Did any of you guys hear Rosenberg's rant about AEW, AEW sure. having a billionaire ruining everything like WWE did?
0: Well, the real billionaire is Shad Khan and he's not, he he has no input in, in the product because, you know, Tony Khan, he got the investment from his father. So uh, Tony Khan's not really a billionaire. Shad Khan is, and Shad Khan doesn't ha- have any input. I don't think with AEW, but that being said, um they do have a lot of upcoming <laughs> aew does have some issues right now they have a lot of upcoming poor advances for their houses i mean the, the pay-per-views and stuff are good but uh a lot of their uh, dynamites and collisions coming up are are uh subpar so that's something they definitely need to they need to fix they need to get a momentum changer somehow some way
2: and uh and unless you have another chat there um yeah. I wanted, I thought we should transition that into, uh, Mercedes Monet.
1: Yeah. yeah we'll talk about this again. Johnny Hex. I'm not entirely sure everything you're, you're talking about in the super chat. Could you just provide a little more context in the chat room and then we can read it and talk about it. I'd appreciate that because I just not fully familiar and, uh, understand what you're yeah. saying, but I just <laughs> want to make sure that I understand the context of this, but I, I too love CM punk. So thank you for that. But we'll talk about Logan Paul just a little more context, sir. Um, Raj, do you ever give uh, your daughters that lecture where you say, uh, you know, if you want to go out and start a wrestling website, I think it's important you do it on your own and don't do it with <laughs> my money. <laughs> then people just see you as nepo babies riding my coattails.
0: Absolutely, every day. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's important. It's yeah. Important to instill that in. Uh, but you know,
0: all uh, you know, almost all companies, e- e- most billionaires, they they get their kids involved, you know. And th- there's not, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you had Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, you know, the the Murdoch uh, the Murdoch kids. Uh, it's 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 a natural thing. So, uh, you know, I can't fault Tony Khan for. Uh, taking these this idea and running with it, they just need something. I don't think Mercedes Monet would be it if she were to go to AEW, but um, uh, and, and we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. But they need something more. You know, this devil storyline. Um, I always feel like you know those kind of storylines usually do well, but you need uh, progression, and they're kind of doing the same thing every week. There hasn't been, uh, you know, any kind of swerve or any kind of. Uh, uh, something that moves the story along. It's just kind of the same thing every week right now.
2: Mm. I mean, yeah. And, they, and the thing with what sucks about it, and I feel bad for AW about it, is like they've got so many WW guys there that yeah. they've had. They just got freaking edge. That's a pretty big get. Um, but like, it's, I don't know what the, what the word is for it. It's just, Something needs to change, and it can't just be stars you're bringing in because they got plenty of stars. They have stars in that company for days. That's mm. not the, the the issue. Something needs to change there, with 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 the direction or something. And, and, and like you said earlier, like with guys leaving the company, you know, uh, like oh god, my guy, not Andrew Thomas, um, Kevin
0: Sullivan. Mm. Um, did you say that earlier or no? Did I miss that? Kevin sullivan so kevin oh sullivan, yeah yeah yeah. the, the production who, who's doing post-production with aew
2: he, he's was magical for us at tna we loved uh sully this guy worked mm. his butt off and he was very respected and more importantly he's very very excellent at his job he's one of the best in the country at what he does honestly and uh when they got him he was a very big get for that company like seriously so they let him go <laughs> was I, I don't i don't get it between that and then others you know, backstage and production roles are leaving. Um, I don't know what that means. Does that mean Tony has more control? He's not letting others make more make decisions or not? I, I don't know what that means. I just know when you let someone like Kevin Sullivan, not the rest of our folks, uh, Kevin Sullivan go backstage, that's not a good sign.
0: Yeah, apparently a lot of people were upset about it. And it the should way be. The, yeah, the way the Observer um, report on it sounded was like it was not Tony Khan's call even. It was the the new uh, production guy that they got. Um, so, which which just weird. seems which just seems weird. So,
1: and especially, I mean, AEW should not be running three nights of TV.
0: No, but they're getting paid, and it's hard to turn
1: I know. that money. I know they I mean, got to figure reality, out a way. Right?
0: Raw shouldn't be three hours, but they're getting right. that much money for that third hour.
1: Hey, um, wh-
2: um I saw one of the person put in the uh, chat about. You know, hey, let's talk about not talk about this, but he's not he's not wrong, he or she. Um, that w like if AW wasn't there, would be would wrestling be this excited at the moment? Would, no no exciting. and I, we gotta give them the props and their flowers. No yeah, absolutely guys and gals would not have leverage because we all remember what those guys and gals were making. And they were doing making a good living, don't get me wrong, but when AW came, good lord, tag teams oh, yeah. making seven hundred and fifty grand that weren't even on television. Yeah, Are you kidding yeah. me like to stay there, like, like that's, that's crazy. So they, they have been a great addition for wrestling in general, obviously. And it does push WWE every once in a while. I know we say like WWE doesn't sell for them no, They won't publicly very rarely if they ever will, but in real life, sure. If there's something that works, that's working for AEW or whatnot that WWE sees that they can maybe do
0: it or do it better. They're going to do it. And that's going to improve the business. And you know, if, and arguably their top baby face right now, is cody and that's because of his aew mm-hmm. run so if you, you know if you're a wwe fan uh there has been so much positive for the aew being there and, and you know yes. i don't know if punk would have wwe uh would have brought punk back if it no AEW. no so. no
2: no i might i know i always say never say never mm-hmm. I, I don't know i i mean i saw him coming back for the hall of fame years from now that's about it
1: Yeah. yeah
0: real quick okay. to johnny hex Damn. um the stuff with logan paul we don't know enough about that we don't know both sides of that but feel free to send over another message it doesn't have to be a super chat and we'll get to it
1: but yeah there's yeah. a lot of headlines i remember that story it was a crypto uh I mean, crypto raj should tell you everything you need to know right there <laughs> um but yeah it's still not resolved yet there were a lot of allegations about the legitimacy of it and it hasn't gone through the courts and there haven't been refunds that's what uh, hex was referring to so uh let's two things so one uh kyle we're gonna get to yours in a second thank you for that bigfoot sneakerhead 499 what's up saying question for matt if wwe calls you for the royal rumble would you and would you get that itch for a wrestlemania match number
2: the second part of that hell no um the first part of that glenn asked me this a few weeks ago um if it was literally here in orlando um i didn't have to do any any of my responsibilities that day (laughs) or anything like that for a quick rumble bushwhacker style walk <laughs> to the ring, have somebody shit cam over the top rope immediately. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's in Tampa. It's not that far, Matt. You could, you could be home by a reasonable hour.
2: Got this crazy got Responsibilities, man. And plus, I, I know. I, I
1: know. I don't <laughs> want to be
2: that guy that also says he's retired, but that doesn't retire unless it's for like a charity show.
1: Like I said, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, let's well, it's not completely poo-poo it because you know then Connecticut's not going to even call and ask if they're like, you know, the if the headline that somehow miraculously gets out there says Matt Morgan not interested in a rumple appearance, you know, let's not let's not crush this before it starts. At least it's nice to be asked, All right. you know. <laughs> uh, Kyle Baylor, nineteen ninety nine. Thank you, oh, sir. Thank you. Hey guys, first time joining you live. Had to be here to talk Mercedes. She's my favorite wrestler. I want her to re-sign with New Japan and stardom so she can continue to carve out her own path separate from Bailey and WWE.
2: Okay. Hey, brother, that's that that's not bad. That's not a bad idea. If that's what you're looking for your favorite wrestler to do is continue to separate herself. I'll be honest, I always thought she was separate and stood out from Bailey, who's very talented and not not demeaning her at all, but um I always thought she 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 definitely stood out from the minute she did that snoop entrance
0: at, at WrestleMania. For me, that's it was game over. That she's a mega star. Yeah, I mean, only two women have headlined a night of WrestleMania in a singles match, right? And it's Mercedes and but, Bianca Belair. So, but how she care but how she carries herself?
2: But she's very diminutive. She's not
0: tall. She's very short. Okay, and very very
2: like she's not muscular either. Right? That's how impressive she, that. <laughs> it factor is that she has think about it because when she comes out you think she is a star and you believe she thinks she's a star more importantly she's got she's got crazy swag and very believable
0: yeah and you know obviously whatever she wants to do you know obviously that's best for her if she still wants to just have fun is not looking to commit you know to a, a weekly schedule with a with a wrestling company that's that's great uh she's been out of action since may she uh probably is going to be coming back soon. And obviously the big question is where does she ultimately end up if she does go back to one of the U S promotions, you know, and obviously the two big choices are AEW and WWE, AEW. They showed her sitting in the stands during the pre-show at all in. And obviously I don't think they were, they did that unless they thought there was a good chance that they would sign her, but things have changed since then. And, um, momentum is you know momentum has changed a lot over the last year you know towards wwe side but i think just with the women's division just how strong it's been in wwe how often you see the women in the main event of a tv show or yeah uh you know you know it, which is where you rarely see that in AEW. and so i think i could definitely see wwe being the more attractive option for her right now uh, as yeah. far as those two go
1: i mean i was told before all in I was told by a source that with the reasonably close connection to AEW that it was a done deal that this was happening with Mercedes showing up. I was mm-hmm. told Mercedes and I was told Adam Copeland count, count on it. Both are happening. Um, I think though now, and to, to the point that was made, you know, yes, Kyle, she can absolutely develop her career and continue to make a name for herself. But right now, I feel that her stock is higher because she went out on her own. She has intense interest from both promotions and probably impact as well, where Trinity ended up going. Um, I think though, that if you look at it, WWE right now is trying to do something kind of special in that they want to be the premier, the name for professional wrestling. Punk is part of that. Cody is part of that. It's um, mm-hmm. kind of amazing. Yeah. They just let things with Rhonda lapse. But I think with Mercedes, like this is a chance for them to get somebody that's going to have immediate interest, bring back a main eventer. It's, it's going to just keep that momentum going. They're on a roll right now. I think WWE right now doesn't let Goldberg or, you know, uh, anyone that they have friendly ties with go to AEW right now. I think yeah. they want to have all the all the chess pieces. Really I
0: I I I, I disagree cuz you Makes saw like Will Osprey was a a free agent they they let him go to AEW they let Edge go um Ronda Rousey that was more her decision she wants to go mm-hmm. you know uh, have have another kid is what she was saying um and I I just think that they're you know in business mode right now where if someone's too expensive they're not going to overspend for a talent we saw that with jay white you know again will osprey well, and other free agents uh, over this year I, I think uh i think they're going to try to hold on to the talent that they have but right. as far as bringing someone back it has to be worth it i think mercedes is because she already has that uh she's already well she's known the to their audience yeah, yeah but so.
1: osprey osprey's not bringing new eyeballs to wwe And that's not somebody they can, they would never own him in the, in the way that they want to, what I'm saying with Goldberg, I'm saying they, they look at these things internally, like what you're seeing with Adam Copeland in AEW right now, this is the epilogue of his career. You know, he came back to WWE, he had an amazing final act Mm -hmm. and now he's in AEW, but we saw it's not moving the ratings. I'm telling you their research department in WWE, I think runs the numbers on all this stuff. It can figure out and predict. This is what we're going to get out of this investment. This is for every dollar we spend. This is this is the value we're going to get back in earned media and eyeballs and ratings. And I think with Mercedes, I think bringing Mercedes back is is worth more than than Osprey would have been to WWE. And they wouldn't have known what to do with him anyhow. Uh, would have probably booked him poorly. Um, I think that they're really trying to to solidify their their empire right now and which again it's crazy that Roman Reigns is gonna be back on Smackdown Friday it's like Roman is an afterthought now given how much the bloodline has cooled off given how infrequently he's on TV I don't know I, th- I think they've cracked the code for at least the moment maybe not forever but for right now WWE I feel like for the first time in a long time really knows what they're doing.
0: Oh, I feel like they have for easily the last year and a half. I mean, they they they're remember when Vince
1: came back for like that like couple know, months.
0: but he was barely involved. He was involved in like really I remember, involved in like a Remember
1: when shows. Lacey Evans had that Sergeant Slaughter gimmick? Like there was but some rough was, times.
0: But that was before Triple H came in. Um, yeah, there
1: were some rough times, Rush. There were some rough times. It hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows.
0: Pretty much since Triple H has come in, it's been Glenn, uh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn there were sprinkles of
2: Vince's dukiness, that guy don't know here, that 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 did get through, right? That did get through for a minute. But you, you remember that was at the same time as what I was still call the greatest storyline I've seen in wrestling quite a long yeah. time. Zayn bloodline
1: storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that did start under Vince, that storyline, mm-hmm. Vince was in charge of no, I know, I know.
1: Um
0: so so mm-hmm. where do you guys think Mercedes ends up? Obviously, we don't know, it's her decision. There's no uh I think she will. I do think she'll end up at AW. You do? I do. I think they've got to throw a buttload of money
2: at her now. Especially they got to do something that they think is going to shift momentum. They can bring anybody in at this point. They brought they, it won't it won't shift the momentum. The momentum shift is going to happen when. No offense, I keep harping on Tony here, and I feel bad doing it he opened a wrestling company my friends have great jobs there and i don't oh, yeah care. that's great yeah, yeah. as a wrestler i would love this guy for doing this right maybe giving me an opportunity if i was still wrestling right but i'm not so with that said i gotta tell the truth like i he talks too damn much hmm. he needs to slow his roll on on twitter he, he comments <laughs> He comments about everything he just got it sometimes you gotta learn just to like not read everything
1: yeah. if that's
2: what you gotta do because it makes him look too thin skinny. He's so reactionary. Stop doing that because it brings in my opinion, it sets the company back like a millimeter by millimeter by millimeter. Like like what's that saying? Paper cut death of a thousand paper cuts.
1: Do mm-hmm.
2: you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus just stop. Stop commenting and thinking you have to do something. Like, did you see the news the other day about like the Ric flair and his energy drink? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the audacity says so he's like, Ric Flair is paying us to be there. Like <laughs> okay, so if you're getting heat for having Rick there, then you shouldn't have had him there. You chose to do it, okay? So now you deal with whatever people say about it. That's how this works. Now, you can't now, a month or two months later, say, oh, actually, he's <laughs> paying us to be making him look like, a, like." You, no offense, if you don't like Rick, I get it, but he's still a wrestling legend. You don't disrespect him like that. That yeah. was very disrespectful, and it just groans him, which makes no sense at all because he's on your program. Mm-hmm. So let me ask a question to Tony where's having anybody on your show if they pay you you know I want my son Jackson to be on the show I'll pay you to do it will he be able to be on the show no of sure. course not yeah but that's the stuff I'm talking about that that is in like stupid commentary that doesn't need to happen because it's hurting the boys and the girls in that locker room
1: well and look if this was yes another Osprey. if this was another Osprey I would say like oh sure I get it why they want to be at aw but if you watch the way AEW books their women's division, there are very few opportunities there at any given time for Yeah, for that's,
0: women. that's the thing is I don't see uh, like a big dream match or a huge match if she were to come into AEW. I mean, Britt, um, right. you know, has kind of been pushed to the sidelines right. for for a while now. Um, she, she can come back like that, though, and I buy that. She can. That. I agree. But it, it doesn't have that same – um i don't know i i i think she ends up back in wwe uh glenn what what would you say is your prediction
1: i think it's going to be wwe i think that they're it's not just nxt even on smackdown and raw like the women's division yes there're periods of time when it's not booked well or not given enough airtime but Right now, it seems like it's on the, on the upswing again. I think she can get some concessions and guarantees that will, uh, you know, satisfy her concerns of why she left in the first place. And I think that, man, some four, four horsewomen angle, although now with Charlotte potentially being injured after what happened Friday in that match with Asuka, but that four horsewomen angle for a WrestleMania main event, be it a tag match or a four-way match, like I think that's too good for her to pass up.
2: Oh, she'll eventually go back there. It will, yeah. happen. It will happen, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I do think she's going to pass through AEW. Hmm.
1: All right. Yeah,
0: we'll
2: see. Because, because what I was saying, what, what my point about the Tony rant again was to point out that he, he's very, 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 very reactionary. And in yeah. his head, he thinks because he's getting so much ish about Punk coming back to WWE, and basically he hand delivered them back to WWE, which makes it all the worse. Right, So you see it that way And now he feels like he's got to sign another big talent To kind of sway the momentum But it's not going to sway the momentum Because we've seen Daniel Bryan Edge All these big stars from WWE come to AEW Like We've seen plenty, tons Mm -hmm. It's got to be a complete shift A paradigm shift for the company And how they're writing their stories And no offense to Tony The management by and of itself
1: Yeah Well I think we can all safely blame Jungle Boy for the reality Sorry. we live in right now.
2: <laughs> I still think that's crazy. I still think that's
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Bahi, $5 Super Chat, saying, uh, TK should also allow the talent to do yeah. interviews. He's stop being the center of everything and allow his yes. talent to do the press.
2: Yes. He <laughs> he talks by far and away the most in those press scrums. And then, like I told you, the last press scrum I saw, he literally talked for an hour and 10 minutes, the last hour and 10
0: minutes of it. Well, you know, Triple H does the same at these press conferences now. Dana white long. for for, you yeah. know. I mean, he he's he he does more talking than anyone else. Um. Yeah, but Triple H oh, well, is not on Twitter. But I, I do get. The press you know, scrum is I not,
2: press scrum's like an hour and a half. is like an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. Sometimes and longer. Tony, and Tony sitting there marking out for all the tar- stars that come out there and like <laughs> drooling and goo-goo-eyed over all of them. Like right in front of them. It's awkward looking. It looks weird.
0: Yeah, there was that one that was really bad where it was like Cesaro not... and Okada. And, uh, yeah, yeah. With I the agree. with the hugs. Yeah. It was with weird. the hugs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's a strange time, uh, Matt. We want to talk. I want to talk about two things tonight. I'm going to make Matt all big on the screen while we get our special yeah. Matt Morgan time here. Uh, Real okay. Quick, I, yeah. I did
0: want to. Should we talk about the Taylor Swift stuff that Paige Van Zandt said before we get to American Gladiators, or do it after?
1: Uh, Can we could do it after, after or now, whatever you want. Let's let's Can talk about do? this. So I want, I want I want my question time with Matt Morgan.
0: All right, I I got a few myself about this. So yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So Matt Morgan breathed the rarefied air of being an American Gladiator back in two thousand eight, the second season of the show that was watched by ten million people an episode back in a simpler time when there wasn't streaming. There was just your DVR and 500 channels on cable. Matt, how did you get involved with American Gladiators in 2008?
2: They, um, God, the last thing was Johnny Stamboli. Somebody um, who played Johnny the Bull in WWE. um, Somebody, one of the wrestlers, one of the boys had told me that that they were looking to cast for a new character. He didn't know the name of it, didn't know anything like that. Um, And then, so I I went out to uh, California where I had to Uh, then uh, Rick Bassman actually helped get me my audition. I had to go out to California and I did an audition and I, I I did was like a ballistic crazy man promo in front of them because the other characters they had on that show, I know weren't, weren't doing that. Like, um, the other characters are coming from world of acting or maybe bodybuilding. None of them were wrestlers right yeah wolf the guy who played wolf he used to be an independent wrestler um he was probably the closest thing to getting it and understanding how to really play up your character right like an 80s style wrestler essentially so i went in there cut this promo scared the crap out of everyone in that room and did not act like i was cutting a promo act like that was really me and i get a, a call from rick bassman about an hour after i left because i'm like I, I think i scared every one of them i probably screwed it up i don't know but I left it all in there, and you got a call an hour later, and he's like, "They're like, well, can you start growing your beard out?" I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "They want you to play the beast character," and I guess Hulk Hogan had been telling them that they should start that they should try to cast wrestlers for for the role because um, he's right, wrestling wrestlers will go perfectly hand in hand with that show. Um, as long as the wrestler is like a legitimate, real athlete and can go chase people down and, and tackle them and be some kind of athlete, right? Um, but anyways, that's that's how I ended up getting it. But um, once I I started it, that's when I really first got to meet Hulk Hogan and really uh talk to him. Um, people you know say what they want about him, but uh, I watched him so tired this was way when his back was really giving him problems way before he even got to tna it's about two or three years before that he still had to take a golf cart to get any any part of the arena because of how bad his pain he was and i watched him like it was a great example for me to watch there's a make-a-wish kid back there and hulk had no clue no clue at all and nbc um forget the gentleman's name was in the golf cart with hogan and he stops the golf cart right where I, where this huge like a uh, curtain is and we're on gladiators on one side change and on the other side, where's this make a wish kid that was looking to meet Hulk Hogan. Hulk did not know. And so the guy tells Hulk as he gets out of the golf course, like, Hey, there's a, there's a young, a young kid that really wants to meet you from make a wish. Hulk was limping all day. These hours, some of these days, like 16 hours, no joke. They were like ridiculously long. Um, and he acted like, Nothing was wrong. Like It was like if somebody pressed a button in him, he went from like hunched over and looking like he was 90 years old to just, just old-school 1989 Hulk Hogan with the music blasting and coming to the ring full of Hulkamania, brother, right? And it was really impressive to see for me. And I, I, I from that moment on, I always know no matter where, how late it is at night, no matter what time early it is in the morning at an airport and a fan wants an autograph, I never ever uh, ever said no. Um, never rude, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, uh, and learned a good lesson out of that. I thought.
0: And so you were new to TNA at that point, right? Yes. You were just kind of, just kind of. fine. Yes. Were they were they cool with you doing the show? Did they have any? Great issues?
2: Question. They almost blew it for me, actually. So, um, yeah, I was about to stop being. I think I just stopped, or was about to stop being Jimmy Cor- Jim Cornette's bodyguard and they did a slow burn with me for about i don't know about a year until making people want to see me finally get my hands on somebody and stop being jimmy's bodyguard right um so i think we're right around that point if i remember correctly maybe i'm wrong um but i just remember this part of it that i get to come in california again about to start uh um, shooting the show and um what happened Terry Taylor call uh, uh, NBC calls and says, hey, TNA uh, is not willing to uh, uh, let you sign this first writer refusal contract. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. Let me call them. So I called Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor's like, Matt is like, we just signed you to a deal. Like, yeah, it's great. We'd love, we would love for you to be able to do this. But what happens if it coincides on the night that we need you? Um, So I'm like oh, you got to be kidding me. You're not going to kill this before I even start filming and get to get on the show? Come on. So I called uh, Dixie, and Dixie is like, no, you're doing this show. This is a big deal for our company, too. So, no, you're doing it. And she got her attorney. guy. it's horrible. I forget the guy's name. I actually think his, his name was Guy, actually. Um, but he um, he called NBC. He had tons of contacts there. Um, and he, he called them outright and told them that uh, don't worry about it. Matt's gonna be you know happy to do the show. Uh, you guys can have first A refusal with him if the the, the dates do you know uh, coincide on the same time. To get, you know, and Matt would have to miss TNA show no problem. Um, and they let me do it. So Dixie really went to bat to really you know helped me get on that show and terry taylor not from screwing it up and for me not being able to go on at the last at the very last second we're talking i was supposed to be there that week shooting me coming down from the being lowered from the gauge from the you know from all the other american gladiators in the arena and making my debut
1: now how was that because unlike the american gladiators we saw growing up and unlike the rest of the cast which by the way i forgot included gina carano as crush um you didn't get to wear the singlet in the spandex, they had you coming down wearing like a loincloth in a cage. I mean, were you a little bum that you didn't loin get to live?
2: cloth? It was no loincloth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there, was, your loins were covered, but the rest of you was as well. It, it was wrestling trunks with like Chewbacca's
2: furry diaper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was more tasteful man uh but you know what i mean though it's like when you yeah. when we were teenagers and we about to like nitro and at uh, turbo and you know like this wasn't did you feel like you get you so, missed out or was it cool that you were no. a unique character no
2: i want to be a unique character in fact they brought me out once the playoff not playoffs but like like the quarterfinals or yeah whatever started um and they built my my uh my Entrance or debut, the like three weeks leading up to it, and again, being the only American Gladiator that's introduced by all the other American Gladiators and uncaged and all that, like, you can't ask for a better entrance. And have Hulk Hogan being the one doing your entrance on the mic, like, that's, like, little eight-year-old Matt Morgan was going crazy inside of his head
0: so and we, we all saw the netflix doc and, and and it's pretty fascinating there are a lot of parallels um with the american gladiators and, and pro wrestling especially so pro wrestling early on where wrestlers for a long time didn't get merch you know they didn't get a percentage of the merchandise they uh you yes. know they if they got hurt they were on their own um and and, and like nitro uh and and some of the other uh gladiators at one point they asked for raises and they asked for a piece of merch and they just got fired. They flat out got fired. Nitro was like their, their biggest star. Yes. Because,
2: uh, because it's being ran by a network. It's hmm. Peter Engel, all these other guys that, that, that made that show happen. It, it's no different than to them. If it was a reality show or a sitcom and if you're going to be that person who's not, you know, they think everybody's replaceable. That's
0: deaf. They made, yeah, I could see that. So when, when you signed with American Gladiators, did you, was it different as far as like, were they like, if this takes off and we do merchandise, you get a cut or or anything yes. like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. So, and, and as far as if you got injured or anything, you'd still get paid. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So they, and, they changed it completely from the, the earlier incarnation. And you had a SAG card for doing it. Oh, wow. wow. Do you still have that? Like how how long does that does that last? I don't that's a great question. I don't know that answer. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, because you were doing, I mean, in that probably in that three or four year time span, you had a couple of acting roles in addition to this.
2: Yes, you're right.
1: Yeah. Um, which I still mean to to watch. I think about that every so often. Like I'm gonna watch that fox show you guys start on. I'm gonna watch that movie you were in.
2: The Fox show, good guys.
1: Yeah, I remember that. No. Um So it's funny because they're thinking about rebooting American gladiators again. I know. Uh, Yeah. Um, But how was the backstage atmosphere? Because in the, um, in the Netflix doc, it seemed like it was all steroid sex and egos. Uh,
2: Was it more professional? Yeah. Like a sports team, like a sports team, because it was all a shoot. It really was a shoot as far as like, they wouldn't say, Hey, play with the guy first and then get up. They they didn't do that. It (laughs) was green light to go crush people.
1: Which is crazy when you think about it. That on TV they're like, just go out there and just tackle him.
2: Like But think about it, it. think about it from my perspective. I had a lot to lose. I was a pro wrestler. So I go out there, I get let's say I get my butt kicked on that show and I lose one-on-one competitions or whatever have you, let's say, right? That's Tough long walk to make back to TNA. Like, yeah, it was a great opportunity. I completely do it. These yeah. little kids, these little kids <laughs> kept
1: picking my butt. <laughs> this guy who's a dentist. This guy who's a dentist. Like, yeah, well, he, even when I'm
2: sure uh, that's pressure.
0: Yeah, even when uh, Batista got beat up by Booker T. Who were, there should be nothing wrong with getting beat up by Booker T. But Vince wanted to take away Batista's push, so you know, like that stuff. Kind of that yep. stuff matters. It yeah.
2: does perception right so that's why like i made short the shortest work i could up there jousting 20 feet above the water eight height i'm have a fan of heights um and uh just made the shortest work i could of everybody just so there
0: was no discrepancy so what eventually led to you leaving the show like how, how did that happen they were done with
2: it they only yeah. brought it back because there was a writer's strike
0: happening at that time oh gotcha yep
1: yeah um but and, and did they, you said the long days, did so they just batch shot all of it?
2: It was so, yes, yes. Thank God I was young because I was still doing, TN, I was doing our TNA taping, our TNA house shows, and American Gladiators all within that week. So wow. I was coming and beating up from the road and then having to film my Gladiator stuff on, a, what, Friday, Saturday, if I remember right? Or maybe Thursday, wow. Friday, I forget, but it was, I had to do both in the same week, I'm positive of that.
0: And how um, would you compare the contract you had with american gladiators compared to like wrestling contracts similar yeah um except there's no such thing as like a downside guarantee you get flat
2: out this is what you're getting mm. um, you can either get per episode or uh, overall mm-hmm. um i everybody's i don't think everybody's was the same
1: yeah because for me, you- oh, because okay. for me they
2: they purposely saved mine for my debut toward like the quarterfinals or semifinal whenever the hell it was and so because of that i was like well that's not going to have me on as many episodes then they're like but that we want to make this special i go i I don't care how you guys it's your show i'm just talking about money how is this going to affect me pay wise am i going to lose money on a because i'm not doing the per show like we can do it differently so they just gave me a flat amount
1: nice um so did this is where you met and first worked with Hulk Hogan, but then it was two years later than, not even two years later that he was in impact. Yeah, true. Um, that's is any, he, he, I mean, so you guys kept in touch, I mean, a short time in between, but I mean, I know you've spoken quite fondly of the time you spent backstage with him before and working with him.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, just again, child, your childhood. Imagine just talking to your childhood idol. Um, yeah. but, uh, once I got to TNA, it was confusing because he'd want to do all these great things with me and would go into like their creative meetings and they'd let him be in there, even though he wasn't part of creative. <laughs> and he would say he would try to get me out of like when they were tagged. I don't know if you guys remember. They had me tag team with Joey Ryan there for a minute and it made no sense at all. Like no disrespect to Joey, but they'd be tagging with him. It was No explanation, no mm-hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. And Hogan's just like, this makes no sense. This guy's a killer. Why are we booking him in tag team matches? And so the next week, i would do a squash match against Doug Williams out of left field that made no sense because they're listening to Hogan, right? So it was always this push and pull when Hogan got there um, with him. Thank God seeing something in me and trying to speak up on my behalf. And then – the pull, which would be, let's put him in meaningless, you know, tag team matches toward the end of my stay there, which is another reason why I ended up leaving there and why I was going back to WWE Royal Rumble, January, 2014. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I want to talk about briefly before uh, we hop to some other stuff about, uh, you know, exhaustion is a common theme as we all work as we get older uh, with the holidays coming up, what memories do you have of working for WWE doing those shows around Christmas and what the oh. holiday season was? Okay.
2: I'll give yeah. you a great one. And I'll tie it to, tri- to the tribute for the Troop Show. Yeah. So I was supposed to be on the very first tribute to the uh, tribute for the Troop Show, um, the very first one. And I was asked to be on it. And I was a little frustrated because I had given... Uh, WWE at least six months if not a year heads up because uh, I don't know if fans know this I'm sure they do if they're fans of mine but if you don't, uh, my wife Larissa is from Hawaii, she is Hawaiian that is her culture and in that culture it is incredibly paramount that if you're going to ask a Hawaiian to be your bride you damn sure ask that dad and when you do, you do it in person you don't do it over the phone, you don't text them you do it like a man in person and it's a, and again, I gave this company at least six months heads up that I was going to Hawaii. It's an important part of me, you know, getting permission to marry his daughter, blah blah blah. And so, fast forward, tribute to shoot, tr- tri- tribute for the troops, uh, shows about to start the very first one, and I get put on it. And it's on the same date, I'm supposed to be in Hawaii asking this man for, you know, permission. Well uh johnny is like oh that's not gonna be good because johnny ace had just started at this point uh taking over talent relations it was transitioning from jim ross to him and i had given this letter this email to jim ross he had it and others in that company knew about this time off i needed um, it wasn't long you know. it was like a week it was like two or three days it wasn't long um but they uh basically said that uh yeah they it's really a good idea not to miss this you don't want to miss it i get that's important but Hey, look, the choice is yours, which in reality, what, what they were telling me was the choice wasn't mine, but I didn't care because this was more important to me. Even then, even though this is my lifelong dream to be a WWE wrestler, it's not more important to being married to the person that I want to be married to and then have kids with, obviously. So I went to Hawaii, asked him for his permission. He granted it. Um, and then when I came back, there was definitely heat on me, definitely some stank on me. <laughs> um, but I don't care. Cause I'm still married to her to this day, and I'm a beautiful little boy.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh Actually, do you think the timing of that? Because looking at it, I mean, you were in the Rumble in 2004, so this would have been December 20th was when the first Tribute to the Troops was taped in 2003. Yes. Yeah, then you had the Rumble elimination from Hurricane and Benoit. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, like, what, two months later, you were back in OVW? Like, do you think that... This was part of a quote-unquote attitude adjustment on it behalf was, of the
2: office? It was after Mania 20. I went back down to OEW. Yeah.
1: But
2: whenever that was. Um, Got it. No, I think it was a combination of that. Nathan Jones quitting. Brock, mm. the the one that really broke it, in my opinion, is Brock leaving to go play. To tell, telling everybody he wants to go play in the NFL. Yeah. That was the last. They were just like, look, all your guys, we're putting you with are no longer here. I'm like, okay, and? Yeah. I'm mean,
1: yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been that bad. I mean, in OVW, you were heavyweight champion. It wasn't like you got buried there and then you were back up on the main roster soon. But that is interesting, though. I mean, I, I think you still hear about it, that it's a sensitive subject. I mean, you hear, it is recently, a few years ago, like guys getting heat because they had permission to leave the show early. And oh my God, they actually left the show early due to an obligation, you know, wherever they were. But somehow they think that they're big time in everyone. Um. So I, I, yeah, I could imagine that Around the holiday season, that would be, yeah. you know, not cool with everyone. Yeah, I wonder what that is. I mean, maybe part of it is just that when everyone's in a miserable situation, they feel like everybody should suffer.
2: I, I, I probably maybe yeah. Um, it's weird. And back, you also have to remember, I was also at a time when a little bit of the inmates still ran the asylum in that locker room a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, it's not like it was today. Today they're giving people guys off. They or, have the week before uh, Christmas off this year. Yeah. Yeah. But, but can't guys take off now for paternity? Yep. Isn't that a thing now?
0: Yeah. It's gotten, I mean, just in the last few months since TKO uh, started, it's gotten a lot. That's great. Even so, so for yeah. the
2: talent, that's amazing. That's going to give guys longer careers as well. They're going to make yeah. their money off this if you want to look at it selfishly. If you're a business, it's only going to make your talent want to be there more and, and also mm-hmm. avoid injuries.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's what I wanted to know. But let's, uh, Raj, you had some other topics. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw that picture uh, of Baron Corbin with Tay-Tay
1: today. At the- no, no, Who? I did not. Who? Taylor Swift. Corbin. Why did you call her Tay-Tay? He's on a nickname basis with her after how much he spent on those tickets, Matt. You know, Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I, I, I have that right now. Okay. <laughs> so uh <laughs> i'm not sure if you've uh so yeah so uh you know uh baron corbin was in the chief suite uh earlier today and he, he was uh didn't, in didn't there he with uh, taylor swift
2: because didn't he play for them or he played for some team yeah i think so yeah no, he definitely yeah. was an nfl player he was i think it was the cardinals or something like that yeah. um so of course he has friends that are in the league that makes sense
0: yeah and so uh, former AEW star, obviously best known for her stint in the UFC, uh, Paige Van Sant, uh, she was talking about the Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey relationship. And she said, I believe it's 100% fake. It's publicity. It's one. It's huge for the NFL because, yes, the NFL is big. Taylor Swift is huge. And now she's getting an entirely different demographic to come watch the NFL. Think of the wives that are buying Travis, Travis Kelsey jerseys now. It's good for Taylor Swift. It's good for the NFL. It's good for Kelsey. There's so much strategic stuff that's happening. You guys agree with that? No. No, I do not. That's stupid as hell. And, and and beyond stupid. Just because you've been
2: in wrestling for a New York minute does not mean everything in the world is a work. This and comes like, from a guy who this yeah. comes from a guy who thinks everything in the world is a work. By the way. <laughs> but this one is this one is not.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Even though there were things here and there like where uh, Taylor Swift was oh. going to meet Kelsey's family at Monday Night Football and, and
2: that stuff. Oh. Do they play it up? Oh, listen. Do they play it up? Maybe. But, like, as a general, is some of these people really with one another? They're really in love? Nobody knows that. Um, What about Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson? People may not remember that. Some of these youngsters on here may not remember that. But I promise you, that was bigger news back then.
0: Yeah.
2: Not much. Not much. But it was
0: pretty damn close. This is pretty big. No, it's huge. I, I, I understand.
1: I mean, but this isn't like Julia Roberts marrying Lyle Lovett. Like, this isn't like one of those real head scratcher relationships where you wonder what else right. is going on, you know?
2: Right. No, they're both superstars.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, as a, as a Swifty myself, kind of Jeez, a Swifty, not as much as my daughter. <laughs> Matt, but Matt
1: oh, My Matt, proxy. Time out. Matt, you've given me a hard time over the, <laughs> the last seven years, but a lot of my interests and in the things that I talk about, and you're like. <laughs> I've never, none like this and I've never spent the kind of money this guy spent to support <laughs> a hobby like this <laughs> <A> hobby like <laughs> at least none that I would talk about publicly
0: I would never have bought that have ticket some for dignity, myself Raj, have I would some have dignity never, never right. bought that ticket for myself
1: and I like Taylor Swift, 1989 is a great album, but yeah. I this, this, these are not the things I think about, I mean I think about <laughs> dumber, more obscure things, sure but not these things <laughs> And
0: I'm you kidding. Know? I'm not a Swifty, but I do enjoy her music. I no, you said it. Folks, please rewind <laughs>
2: that and make that go viral, please.
0: <laughs> and I'm kidding, but I do like her. All right. Uh, so I, But I agree with you. I, I don't I don't I think it's I think it's real Paige Van Zandt. I agree with you. I think she's a little out of line with that one. Uh, I, real quick, I wanted to mention something we hadn't discussed before, but Charlotte oh. Flair got injured yeah. on SmackDown, seemed to have su- suffered a knee injury, and she was pulled okay. from WWE live events this weekend. So Ugh. hopefully it ends up being okay, but apparently there is some legitimate concern. So um, hopefully, hopefully she's back soon.
1: Yeah, I hope yeah. she's okay. She finished the match. The match ending was weird. I wonder if that's what was planned originally. Um, But looking at that injury, the video of that, like... Credit to her for being able to rally and and see it through. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, um, and then finally, uh, Seth Rollins has been hitting the media rounds this last week. Uh, he was on Jimmy yeah, Trainor's absolutely. SI uh, podcast. And I got to say, I, I love this stuff. With the stuff he's doing with doing CM Punk. He's, doing, he's doing, doing a great job. And it, it reminds me of the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels stuff where you don't know what's real and what's right. not. Yes. W- how much of it is, re- is reality. And that's my favorite pro wrestling is when there is that gray area where you can't really tell what's yeah. a work and what's a shoot.
2: He's been wonderful. Wonderful with all those. Uh, I watched a, I watched like three of them and, and he was on fire with them as far as
0: me going. That might have been real. That part might have been real. <laughs> he, you know even, I mean? he even said He's Cole Cabana. He even used Colt Cabana's name in in uh, one of the one of the interviews. The interview with Jimmy. Trina. Well, I mean,
2: to to be fair, if you if you do want to heal on Punk, right,
0: um, yeah.
2: that's a pretty easy thing to heal on him for. But like, dude, this just out of left field, he starts going bananas on Colt, <laughs> Colt Cabana, making fun of him for having a bank account with his mom. That's not cool, right? That's kind of dicky. Um,
0: you can see, I can
2: see how somebody would see that.
1: Yeah.
0: And the fact that Punk, you know, came back on Friday and was playing ball, it shows that it's, at least for now, because I could see that comment coming from someone like, one of the Bucks said it. Uh, or, you know, if, if Hangman Page used his name during a promo on Punk in AEW, I could see that leading to trouble. But, you know, you can see it's a different ballgame now when Punk is playing ball.
1: Yes, I agree. No, they're building this mania match
0: so well. I love it. I, I don't I'd much rather see that at Mania right now than Punk versus Roman. So I think Roman versus uh Cody and Seth versus Punk is, is money. And LA Knight versus Logan Paul. Hmm. For the US you don't,
2: think, you don't think they're setting up Logan versus Randy? and oh, not Logan, I'm sorry. Uh LA Knight versus Randy. No? They could. I mean yeah. that would be good too. I worry about him getting drowned just because Randy still is so hot right now because he's back.
0: Yeah.
2: And I just feel like he needs – I know he's closed out the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, they need to keep him red hot. Yeah. You got to be very yeah. careful. They, they can take the credit for developing another mega star if they continue to do it right by him.
0: Yeah, it it does seem like he's gotten a little lost in the shuffle with Orton and Punk coming back at the same time. Yes. But you listen to his uh, ovations on SmackDown, still getting that larger-than-life superstar reaction. So he's getting those reactions. Just in the booking, he seems to be a little bit of an afterthought right now.
1: Do yeah. you guys think that they almost have yeah. kept Roman off too long at this point? When Roman Reigns first started to take these breaks— I want to make the comparison of like, oh, you know, Happy Days had to do some episodes where uh, Henry Winkler wasn't available. So instead of the Fonz, let's see what Richie, Ralph and Potsy are up to this week. And it felt like everyone was like, man, when Fonzie's not here, this is a really different show, you know? Yeah, but, but now, this, is, yeah. this is
0: always that time of year when they're on cruise control anyway, right? Like waiting yeah. for January. And now football season runs even longer. We got four more weeks of football season. And then you got an NFL playoff game head-to-head head with Raw. And you have a college uh, championship game head-to-head with Raw. So you got six more weeks, really, of uh, right. real strong football competition to where then they really sure. pick up steam. And oh. this is the time to have Roman kind of take a back seat when you're not... Uh, you know, putting everything, uh, you know, pulling all your guns out, I guess. I don't know what the, a good well, expression What
1: I'm is, saying but. now, though, is it's almost like Fonzie's been gone so long. America's in love with Ted McGinley. And of course, by that, I mean L.A. Night. Um, like, it's, it's a different <laughs> show now. You know, it's like, oh, could Happy Days work without Fonzie? Well, we've proven that it could. So now Roman coming back almost feels kind of like, hey, man, go get your own spinoff. Go well, over to they- Laverne and Charlie, see what they're up to. We got our own. Um, their, thing going sho-
0: on. their shows could work without anybody. I mean, WWE is such a powerhouse now that anyone is gone, uh, it- it'll still it'll still do fine. So I, I look, Roman adds to the show when he's there. He doesn't need to be there, but when he's there, he adds to it and he's coming back. And you know, I think all the criticism with whatever and I'm pretty sure they're doing something with him and Randy. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be something hot on friday night and then people are going to forget about his absence and they're going to be all in on uh roman and randy and then you're going to have the haters being like oh well randy's going to lose but uh he will. yeah he, <laughs> and he will <laughs> but uh, i could see it. it this is going to be a hot period and anytime roman's involved it, it makes things feel way more
1: important eh, as long as they don't have him water skin, jump over a shark i think we'll be okay
0: <laughs> hopefully yeah, let's yeah. not give any ideas folks don't know that's where that term came from I yep know. Yeah,
1: that was a three part episode when they went to Hawaii. Not a two parter, a three part episode. You ever
0: see that Brady bunch where they went went to Hawaii? Yeah, it was with like really scary. They course, found the yeah. idol. The tiki yeah. guy, the little tiki guy. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the tarantula scary. was crawling in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. I still think about
0: that. Of yeah. Like all the time. Yeah, it's freaky. There's it a punky brewster that was like that too.
1: There were a couple punky brewsters that were really weird. I mean, we learned don't when you're playing hide and seek, don't hide in a refrigerator. Yeah. Remember You know, it's why you have to learn CPR. Yeah. Man, that kid, Alan, on Punky Brewster, the Ken Reed who does TV guidance counselor made a video with video evidence that Alan, the blonde kid on Punky Brewster is like, the biggest asshole kid on all of eighties television. I recommend people go check it out.
2: You know who was not an asshole on um, eighties television was Webster. He had the coolest house ever. Yes, at yeah. house where the, where the clock would open up and be a and be a secret ladder up to his room. How cool is that? Dude,
0: well, I, it was that? I, I hung out with Webster one night for a bit. We were uh, with Manny Mo, Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah, Emmanuel Lewis. We're in Vegas and they were filming the Surreal Life and Brigitte Nielsen, Vanilla Wait.
1: Ice. Webster, did you make it on the air? There.
0: Well, that was no, MC no, Hammer season.
1: Yeah, but you woke okay, at Webster. You hung out with Emmanuel Lewis. Wow.
0: Yeah, I, t- I talked to uh, Vanilla Ice for a little bit, Brigitte Nielsen. They were all super cool. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Was really but
1: cool. uh, let's go back a second, though, Matt, to on Webster. And here, here's everyone's homework. You can find this online, I'm sure. There was an episode in that house with the lazy butler that was like Die Hard, where yes. Webster accidentally told some kids at school he was going to be alone that weekend. So some yeah. older kids broke into his house, and Webster had to outwit them. And he stuffed himself in the lazy butler and, like, hid it. It was always oh, amazing.
2: It was. I do remember that episode. That was such a good show. God. like Home Alone meets Die Hard is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's like. the coolest episode of Webster. <laughs> That was a very strong Friday night show back in the day.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the original TGIF. Yes, yes. We rewatched all of Perfect Strangers last year. And that show is funnier to me now than it was in the 80s. Yeah. I recommend it. It's on Amazon. I recommend checking it out. Perhaps the last great classic sitcom with physical comedy. Perfect Strangers. Okay. Yeah. Amazing theme song. Now we do the dance of joy. Yes, but if you watch that show, that is the last cl- great classic sitcom where there's physical comedy. They're doing a lot of choreography where they're like running into each other and doing uh, visual stunts. Like it's it's really better than people ever gave it credit for. And Bronson Pinchot and Marklin Baker are hilarious.
2: Jack Tripper is yes. so over for physical comedy. Like they just call it Jack Tripper <laughs> when, when, when it calls for like a comedy physical spot like that.
0: Yeah. You know, like, he was the best at that. Yeah, yeah oh he, was my like God. The, he was the Chevy Chase of TV when yeah. it comes to that yeah. stuff.
1: I still that episode where John Ritter is Jack Tripper when he uh, has to fly and he takes the tranquilizer and then he doesn't know he's not supposed to mix it with alcohol, so he does that big dance number when he's drunk at the party. That is still one of my favorite TV physical comedy moments ever.
2: Dude, his body, like his body control is crazy, right? Yeah, it's so so good. good,
1: so good. Three's <laughs> Company still such a fun show to watch yeah okay
2: the is rolling her eyes at me so that means our fans must be rolling her eyes okay <laughs> right.
1: yeah uh will we'll talk uh in coming weeks about the nightmares that red dawn gave us as children but we'll save that for another show
0: I, and you know what we should talk about next week but we haven't gotten to it yet is all, you know, these reports of wwe possibly going to wbd
1: mm. um, yes
0: it's i don't see that as the most likely option but it is not you know it is a possibility so yeah maybe next week if we have yeah. if nothing big breaks out we can we can talk about that
1: and good for well, baron corbin getting raw's next thing. tv deal
0: yeah so yeah. can i just say a similar thing this
2: goes with me why my rant about ratings and as a wrestling fan i don't give a rat to you know what what the rating is i just care about was i entertained was my wrestler favorite wrestler on that week yeah okay. i like what he did usually Same thing with what network these shows go to. I know we got to cover it, right? Because we've got to cover top big news, right? Pop culture news. But I don't care. I really don't care what network they end up on. I'm still going to watch
0: unless it's like TNA.
2: Unless it's like TNA and they go to like the unknown networks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The only thing with this is if they were go to WBD, that could potentially affect AEW, and it could knock AEW off of WBD. So that's where. that it could be a you know an interesting story we'll talk about it next week let's, let's think about it okay. we we'll, uh and I'll, I'll shoot you some links but it could be uh
1: it could be messy if that were to happen all right okay well there you have it everyone thanks for tuning in uh if you haven't yet please subscribe on youtube uh youtube leave us a like leave us some comments on this we do our best to respond every week And uh, yeah, we'll see you back here next weekend on Gigantic Pop. Take care, everybody. See you soon.
2: Bye. Thank you.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer,
0: avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.